Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From Capital Broadcasting Company, this is WRAL out and about. I am your host, Kathy Hanrahan. This is a podcast about bringing people together. And we're, we're taking a little bit of a different um, approach this week. Uh, a lot of people may not realize, but I dealt with some infertility issues. I had secondary infertility a few years ago, and I had struggled a lot to be able to have a second child. I blogged about it for Go Ask Mom, which is a great site on WRL.com. Check that out. And I ended up having to go to a fertility clinic and go through IVF in vitro fertilization. And it's a lot. And you, it, it brings you together with the people in your lives who have maybe been through it and your support system. And it, it's kind of a strange turn of events where, you know, I went through it. I have this beautiful two-year-old daughter. Well, my guest today actually works at the clinic where I did my IVF, and she is bringing people into the lab with her via TikTok. She is the TikTok and embryologist, Elise Daniel. Uh, I did a story uh, for WRAL about her, and I decided let's share some of her audio for this podcast because it's really, really interesting. So um, she's got 124,000 followers on TikTok. Her videos have millions of likes and uh, millions of views. And she's kind of you know, breaking down some walls, you know, and showing people what's going on in the fertility labs, but also being able to kind of answer people's questions about uh, a variety of reproductive um, topics. So take a listen to my chat with Elise. Explain to me how you started. Why did you want to go into embryology? What Explain people what you do. So I'm an embryologist. I work with embryos, eggs, um, sperm, creating essentially, you know, these five-day-old babies that we are then um, transferring to patients to help them create or grow their families. This really wasn't a field that I thought I would get into. I had no idea this was even a field. It was about my last semester in college. I went to NC State, go back. Um, and, you know, I didn't want to go to med school. My background is in genetics. That's what I got my degree in. And I was like, med school's not for me. I was a little burnt out with school, not really wanting to do my master's. But I wanted something that was lab related, but not research. And something that had some patient care, but not full patient care. So I was very picky with what I wanted and I didn't think it would exist. And so I just got into some Google searching. I really liked the field of reproductive health and reproductive medicine because I really think that the lack of education is lacking in that field and thought, you know, maybe, you know, if I learn more, I can teach other people sort of thing. And I stumbled upon this whole IVF lab field and thought, this is it. This is for me. This is super interesting. Um, I sent emails out to every single clinic in the area. Um, Atlantic was the only place that got back to me. <laughs> and I have been here ever since. So I, I, you know, some of it was a little bit of luck with me kind of reaching out and they finally got back to me. 
Um, I never actually officially applied for a position. They just happened to have, you know, some transition going and I interned and worked part-time for a while. And then I was able to, you know, you know, get on full-time when I graduated and it's been such a learning experience. I've really enjoyed it. And, um, I'm really glad it kind of worked out how it did because I obviously love it. (laughs) I'm still here. I still do it every day. So it's something that I've really found to be very much a passion thing for me. So explain to people about your TikTok account, because that is how I found you. Um, you're like the TikToking expert, like the little TikTok expert on the embryologist. I feel like I watched a video, was it five things you didn't know about sperm? And I was, yeah. it was so interesting. So tell people like what you do. Yeah, some sperm misconceptions there. But um, so I always felt like our patients and just any infertility patients in general, there is this lack of information about what happens in the lab. The lab is so mysterious. People don't really know what it's all about, what we do, how it works. And I really wanted to have a place where I could educate people because there's so many couples and individuals that are going through this. And, you know, you have all this information up to egg retrieval and then it's like, you know, we let them go and, and, and we don't know what, what, hundred percent happens back there. So I really wanted to add some transparency to what we do one, because I love it. And it's so interesting. And two, the more you understand about your treatment, the more in control you feel. And that's a big thing with infertility is a lot of it feels very out of control and things that you can't really do to fix it. But having that knowledge gives you a little bit more peace of mind about the whole process. So I actually started with Instagram and, um, I'm the oldest of three siblings and my brother and sister were like, no, you got to get on TikTok. You got to do the whole TikTok thing. I had never wanted TikTok. I was like, this is not for me, whatever. And so they finally convinced me to get on TikTok. And I'm so glad I did because now my TikTok way surpasses, um, any sort of following I have on Instagram. Um, and I've just found such a great community there with reproductive endocrinologists, other patients, other embryologists and andrologists on there. It's been, um, really pretty crazy. Cause, uh, I just started the account back in February, so it hasn't even been a full year yet. And it's just kind of taken off. And, um, I've been really enjoying creating things and just meeting people from all sorts of places and, uh, meeting people locally as well, which has been super wild that, you know, patients will come up to me and be like, hey, you look familiar. I think I saw you on TikTok. I don't know. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> so how many followers are you up to? How many followers and likes and stuff for TikTok? Um, so I think I'm going to be honest. I have not been on TikTok in like a month because it, I really spend very little time on TikTok. <laughs> it's very overwhelming for me, but I think I have about 125,000 followers on TikTok. Um, I think close to 6 million likes. And I think my most watched video has over 5 million views, something like that, um, which was wild. Uh, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting all of these other accounts to then repost my stuff. And I have, you know, people reaching out to me and it was, it was very wild because, you know, I would do (laughs) I just wasn't expecting it. When I started out, I had three followers. I forced my friends to follow me on TikTok. You have 124.5 thousand followers and you have 1.7 million likes. 
your top video has 4.7 million views. We started ours and I have like 400 followers. And, and I'm like, how do we do this? 450 followers. Honestly, <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, I was, I was hoping if I can reach a couple of people, that's, it was more for me. It was more because I wanted to show and I liked it, but it took off and I, you know, I don't know how, but it did. So, so your most popular video, what is that one about? So I believe my most popular video is on periods um, because there's this huge, you know, the sexual education, especially in public schools is so lacking. Um, And even for me, I didn't know a lot about my body until I got older and was able to make some more decisions myself about, you know, birth control and that sort of thing and got into this field and learned a little bit more, but um, it is talking about what is normal and what's abnormal in periods. Um, A lot of these issues like endometriosis and PCOS and endometritis are things that go undiagnosed for years and years because either the person thinks that those things are normal because they've been told as a kid, oh, your period's a little heavy, that's normal. Um, or they're going to their OB on a yearly checkup and their OB is like, oh, you know, it's just a little heavy. It's fine when really it's not okay. You know, those are things that you need to advocate for yourself to dig a little deeper, ask for an ultrasound, ask for some blood work because endometriosis takes an average of eight years to diagnose. And that is absolutely ridiculous. Um, when it can be so painful. Um, and just because you have these things doesn't mean that you will struggle getting pregnant, but it's something you should know. And, um, you know, if we can diagnose those things and contribute to a better quality of life, that's the goal. Um, and I personally think body literacy is something that everyone should be better at knowing your body, know what's right, what's wrong, what's normal, what's abnormal. So you can be a voice in your own care. You know, you know yourself better than anyone else. So, uh, you know, if, if you know yourself and a doctor is contradicting that, you know, there are times where you definitely have to advocate for yourself to get that care that, that you need. The Out and About podcast will be right back. We are back with more from the TikTok embryologist, Elise Daniel. That's a good thing. Now, as an embryologist, you guys do a lot of different things. The thing that surprised me the most was after, um, after the freezing, after my little embryos were frozen and they were in the Petri dish and they got them out and they were going to send them home as uh, Robin, uh, the embryologist said, we're going to send them home. Um, and they put them in the little catheter thing and they send them home. And then after it's like they clean out the catheter <laughs> thing and you get to watch it on the screen. So you have yeah. a screen, you're watching it and they're like, don't worry, we're going to make sure it's not in there. And they start doing this thing where they kind of sort through, I guess, whatever. And it looked, it reminded me of the people at Con Key when they're cutting all the food up. <laughs> is it in there? Are we going to, I mean, <laughs> that was the thing. It's, what do you hear from patients that kind of surprised them about this process? Obviously you guys knew what you were doing and it wasn't going to destroy anything, but I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I honestly think a lot of, a lot of it is sperm related because there's a lot of misconceptions about sperm. And that was one of my other more popular videos is I don't, this is where I'm like, the sex education is lacking. The amount of people that commented on my video saying, oh, I thought sperm died in the air. And I'm like, nope. Or they'll say, I, you know, I thought it died immediately, or I didn't know it lasted that long. Or I thought that the volume 
of the ejaculate meant that it was a better sample. And I'm like, all of those things are wrong. <laughs> all of them. They live days. You know, when we are doing an analysis, you're bringing it from your house to the office. You know, sometimes patients are collecting home. It's an hour. They're still alive in there. Um, they're living in the, the female reproductive tract for days. So, you know, that misconception is, is definitely there. Another one was that you can get um, pregnant from, from pre-ejaculate patients. You know, a lot of people don't know that. And I'm like, yes. And I just feel like this sexual education is horrendous. Like when I have a, a million people not knowing this, I'm like, that is outrageous. So um, that's definitely what I get the most is some sperm misconceptions and patients that are, are worried about the volume of their sample or that it wasn't here in time and, and all of these things. And, you know, that sort of education is something I've tried to focus on, um, you know, infertility education, but also just general sex education because um, it's, it's lacking for sure. <laughs> Yeah. And you have to like, keep it warm, right? Like you have to keep it like against yeah. your body. You yeah, want to another you. And a lot of people think it needs to be cold. Like I've had people bring it in coolers and I'm like, no, no. Cause that's the oh, first thing they tell you. Is, like You're bringing the sample, especially when you're doing like an IUI or something, you're bringing the sample. If the sample is not being done there, you're not retrieving it there. It needs to be delivered and it needs to be like against your body. I mean, exactly. but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It, yeah. There's so much that you learn with it. Um, that I feel like people don't know. And I, I blogged about my experience because it was like just bizarre, the things you learn about your body. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's very interesting. So how can people follow you? Yeah, so they can check me out on Instagram at Elise underscore the underscore embryologist or on TikTok at Elise the embryologist. I want to thank Elise for joining me today. She was a joy to talk with. Uh, and it was just nice to be able to discuss topics that I feel like people aren't really talking about. We don't talk about it enough. Uh, so always advocate for yourself. And um, you can follow Elise, uh, Elise the Embryologist, on uh, TikTok. And you can also well, we'll put some show links in our show notes. And you can also check out her story on WRL.com. Just go to our Go Ask Mom section and you can read more about her. Uh, this has been the Out and About Podcast, a production of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. If you like what you heard, share with your friends. And while you're following Elise on TikTok, make sure to check out WRAL Out and About on TikTok as well. We're trying to branch out and do more things. Uh, have a fantastic rest of your day, guys. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.